Hello everyone, welcome to Sky Pirate Radio episode 21. We're old enough to drink, we're old enough to do anything we want. Uh, we've got everyone here, including me, Jace Van Capoven. And we've got uh, the boy made of wood, Kevin Stott. I'm going to learn to fly a plane because I'm 21. Yeah, is it going to be a wood plane like your body? It's going to be a biplane. It's going to be like the original one by Mr. The Mr. Wrights. Uh, the Wright Brothers. Yeah. Do you think the wrong brothers made bad planes? <laughs> they would I even, think, it's like Wario and Waluigi. I think they never even got out of bed. That's why they're not famous. Alright. Uh, we've also got the official naughty boy, Joel Vanderveld. See, in my culture, when you turn 21, you actually get your voice back. Um, yeah. Until this podcast, you've been hearing my fake voice, so I apologise. This is your real voice. It is. Hello. Yes. And we've got Max. Um, He's just kind of max. 21, 21 means you, in my culture, you buy a gravestone. <laughs> Best to be prepared, right? Always. Yeah. You're 21, uh, you're at the point where your life is just starting. Here is here is a reminder of what's going to happen yeah, to you they, after all Don't this. get too cocky, son. <laughs> yeah, don't get too buoyant. <laughs> buoyant? Yeah. Okay. Um, Gotta keep you down to earth. We, we haven't recorded in a little while due to all of us being busy little bees. How's everyone doing? Well, I just got back from hospital, Jace. I recently installed a cybernetic arm, so that's where oh, my, my wow. hands has been a thing. You're Can Adam you... Jensening it up. Mm, no, who's that? Yeah, who's, who's that? What's a robot? What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you got the This is for my health, spin? Jace. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is, this is serious. Game. I'd appreciate if you don't make light of it. Exactly. I'm not do you laughing. Have a, do you have a wrist that can spin all the way around? Look, let's just say I'm pretty good with an old school crank Gatling gun. Okay, Holy good. shit. Is it like when you first got your cybernetic arm, is it like that scene in the uh, live action Inspector Gadget when he's learning what his hands can do when he's blowing bubbles and shit uh, down? No, it isn't, Jason. And frankly, I'm a little bit upset that you asked <laughs> I that. Was, I was told I, I really, I thought I could expect more... Support. Uh, more, yeah, more support, more... I, I don't appreciate this. Less this, jokes. These jokes about my serious condition. But listen, all I, I'm just trying to... I just I thought we could be, we could make some jokes and, you know, have just hang out. Look, we'll talk, we'll talk about it off podcast. I'm sure we can sort oh. this out. Lay down some ground rules. This is it for me. We uh, got, anyone... we got funding. We got marketing funding from Film Vic. Yeah, dude. Yes, we did. Was that, did that happen last time on the, on the podcast? No, Probably not. Didn't. We did it. Yes. We did it, boys. Free we, money. We did it. We are super thankful for everyone at Film Vic and all the support that everyone's shown us, including you, humble listener. Um, but this yes, is so definitely much. getting us into a position to, yeah, it'll, it gets us one step closer to getting a release date for everyone that's super interested in this game. And we look forward to sharing with you like lots of content in the upcoming weeks. We're going to learn how to be good PR marketing voice. That's, that's indeed correct. Joey, be... you did a pretty good job just then. Thank I you. Feel like. We are, um, but we're going to learn how to. We're going to have a have a proper schedule. We're going to marketing school. That's yeah. what the funding is for, and we're going to learn how to make uh, the best GIF. Uh-huh. I've been now share. I believe Twitter. it's pronounced GIF, Kevin. <laughs> oh, sorry. The best. Uh, the best on GIF. There we go. Thank you. In the original French fashion. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And uh, we're actually, we're going to make our PR marketing more interesting to others. We're going to make videos and uh, we're just going to beatbox all our, announcement, our announcements about uh, the new game. That's how, that's fresh. You know, you always have to have, you have to have like a point, you have to have like a differentiating thing, right? To differentiate from the rest of the market and that's ours. We're real mm-hmm. good beatboxers. Yes. Uh, jo- Joey, let's talk about games. How about that? I'd, I'd very much like that, Jess. Oh, what, what have you been playing, man? Well, I've uh, been under a lot of time constraints, so every now and then when I get a chance to play something, I will. But uh, let's see. Kevin and I had a little bit of fun playing a small game that I like to call Golf With Your Friends, which I, which I highly recommend you both getting and playing with us. Uh, is this is this a video game, or did you just play golf We with just Kevin? played golf. <laughs> oh, no, right. um, it's, it's a video game. So like, what, it was like eight bucks, Kevin? Yeah, when yeah. I got it, I was like six or something. It's yeah. pretty good. It's, uh, Apparently it was originally called Golf with Friends, but then they had to change it. For some reason, who knows. But uh, yeah, it's still in early access, but man, it's so much fun. Ever wanted to play golf where instead of hitting a, or putting a golf ball, you're putting an egg? Or you're putting a uh, cube? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always with, thought that. Golf with your friends. Ever wanted to be able to jump over the entire course and make trick shots? Hell yeah! And let's go off with your friends. Um, yeah, it's this just looks it's super great. fun. You can put in these like goofy modifiers like zero gravity or giant egg or randomize the the size of your ball. Um, not the size of the you know every person's egg sh- uh, golf the ball shape. shape. There we yeah. go. That's it. Words. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's super good. fun for like six bucks. Like a straightforward, just here's mini golf. You click down the mouse, you drag back to how far you want to shoot it, and then you can just have a bunch of modifiers on the top. And there's a bunch of like wacky, like loop the loops and weird shit eventually, which <laughs> are almost, which are almost impossible to make a shot when you're using a a cone as your golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> It's um yeah. This looks fantastic. It, I want to play golf with my friends. I might actually get. Yeah, this. please do because yeah, it's should. really fun. Right. Um, you can play up to twelve players and have collisions on balls as well, which would make everything more chaotic. Uh, I've also been playing Lee Carvello's putting challenge. <laughs> so what was that? Lee Carvello's putting challenge. Oh yes, the classic, the classic, the classic yeah. joke. Um, no, other than that, I think I've just been playing some Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lion on my iPad, and that's, Ooh. that's, uh, you know, all my downtime, being super busy with everything. Which one's that one? That one is the one that's set in, like, the Ivalice Alliance, so you uh, can, okay, um, cool. yeah, it's, it's, it you get all the judges, and, yeah. No, 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 wait, no, 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 no. War of the Lions is the PS1 one. Okay. Yeah, there we go, Sorry. My mistake. But yeah, that's about it. How about you, Jace, Max, and Kevin? My uh, three let's, friends. Let's head to Kevin. Let's see what he's up to. Uh, just been playing... Oh, you know what is my saddest news? Is that they're shutting down uh, the lovely game Rise of Tyrants. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know, I'm the so game, sorry, buddy. The best game with the worst name. Uh... <laughs> You've it's become a tyrant. You've become so much of a tyrant that they've had to close this whole thing down. It's become, <laughs> no, it's, it's it. become well, too much for them. I kind of looked into it, and it, like I, I went to their forums, and it was just this. Apparently, there was this one uh, 
this one clan that was just <laughs> rampantly cheating and ruining it for everybody. Oh wow, jeez. And then they would just go on the like forums and just talk shit at everyone. <laughs> and so I guess like the actual like kind of engaged uh like community were just being trodden on by these like jerks. Would, would you say would, actual would you say tyrants. they actually became tyrants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they were. They were the true they were the true tyrants. I love it. Um, it's but, an, actually an art game. That's why it's called <laughs> Rise of Tyrants. Is that yeah, the that, tyrants that, arose? And there's, that a the the there's a lot of community. There's a lot of members that are just actors. Were you on like a hardcore RP server? Everyone was. Just really <laughs> <laughs> that, that's this a is, fantastic thought. This is a true war. <laughs> um, but I found out that apparently it was like this was kind of based on. Uh, all game called like Battle Nations, which was also free and it was on Steam and it was basically the same thing but with 2D graphics. And then King bought them and then they started making this game, which was just the same kind of thing but with 3D graphics. But then I guess that uh, they just didn't make enough money with it. And so I think it's only been out for like six months or something with like three or four of those, I think, with like soft launch in like Australia or something. And uh, even though it, like. It's making. I heard that it was making twenty thousand dollars a month, which, like, if for me and Joey, that would be amazing if we had a game that was making twenty thousand dollars a month. Absolutely, but uh, for this like for this like king-owned company, it is not enough, and so it's getting shut down. They're shutting down this company that they bought because they had this like fun tactics game, and they're just making them make like uh, Farmville, but on an island. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, the sickest future. I could yeah, go for that. What's stuff. that called? It's called some fucking even worse name. Does it ha- it's called does... like Paradise Bay or something. Oh, does it have a match three mechanic in there somewhere? I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen trailers and stuff for it, and I, as far as I can tell, it's just nothing. That you don't do anything. Oh, perfect. Mm. That that's me. <laughs> That perfect kind of game. I want the sort of game that will buzz in my pocket every 20 minutes and then I click some buttons and then it'll remind me again in 20 minutes to do that. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what you need. Um, I played a little bit at the start of the Telltale Batman. Oh, it's Batman! Batman. <laughs> it's Dave Hughes, Batman. I'd say. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. On my PS4, it runs, like, it doesn't seem like it has that much stuff on screen, but, like, sometimes it shows slowdown and stuff. I think mm. it's just those Telltale games. They've got a real old, old engine now. Yeah. They need a new, they need a new solution because, like, the the thing that, <laughs> the thing that is probably most critical and that these games could, would should, like, mostly invest in is, like, better facial animation. <laughs> mm. Um... To kind of sell, because if it's all gonna be in the kind of Walking Dead mold, then you want to have these characters actually be able to sell uh, their emotions for when you're making these tough choices. Um, but their faces always look a little bit weird, and I don't know how much. I doubt it's. I'm sure the animators are working as hard as they can with what they've got, but I'm sure it's some strange technical rigging thing that's making them all look a bit weird. Um, but. It, I haven't played a Tales like game for ages, but like, how was like Borderlands? The Borderlands one of that. Borderlands was Apparently pretty good. Apparently, it was real good. Yeah, I, I haven't it. played it either. They're all good, and they're all 
pretty much Walking Dead Season 1, but in whatever setting. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's different. Is that the same for the Minecraft one? Is that like one of the char- You have to choose which one of the characters is going to die or something? I don't know. I don't know if you choose if they're going to die, but I'm sure it's this. I've played The Wolf Among Us and that was the same thing. I've played The Borderlands 1, that's the same. And Batman is the same too. All and the- it's not like it's not a bad idea. It's a good, it's a kind of good way to play a game, but. Uh, Sure. The because they did the the they rebooted Monkey Island and they did a Back to the Future one too. Hey, yeah. Well, that was before they had like Wallace and Gromit as well. Yeah, but right. then as soon as when when they hit with kind of when they hit with Walking Dead, they're like, oh, well, obviously we would just do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is making the most money here. Um, it's not bad. Like it's still it's still completely different from everything else. So it's good that sure. it exists. Um, is Batman good? Yeah, it's alright. I haven't played that much of it, I guess. It's got a lot of Bruce Wayne in it, which is interesting, so you're making a lot of choices about... I'm Bruce Wayne, and I'm at this gala, we're celebrating Harvey Dent, and here comes, like, Falcone, and am I gonna shake his hand or not? Is that gonna... What statement is that gonna make? So that's that's kind of interesting. That's cool. Uh... And then I've impl- I played some Plants vs. Zombies Heroes, which is um, just like a weird Hearthstone rip-off, but with Plants vs. Zombies, and that's okay. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. I really, Fuck yeah, I really man. like the idea that Plants vs. Zombies has become this multimedia powerhouse for EA. <laughs> We've got to have the multiplayer all just... shooter and the card game and then the core game. Yeah. They're all just shittier versions of actual games, though. I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well I don't know played, about though. this card game. How is it, Kevin? Is it the greatest? Is it perfect? It's okay. <laughs> they do all a right. good. They do a pretty good job of having like they keep. They have stuck guys. So when you play your cards, you've got these like five different lanes, and one of them is like up high, and one of them's underwater. And then you have, like, cards that can go on the water and cards that do more damage if they're up high. So that's, like, your cabbage pulse and whatever do damage up high. So you can... They translate a lot of the kind of mechanics from uh, Plants vs. Zombies into a card game thing. You have cards that have, like, team up and stuff, which lets you put two on a row. And that is where you have stuff like you're putting walnuts in front of Pichu's protecting them, or you're putting a uh, sunflower behind another plant. Uh, to be protected, and so that stuff's pretty good. So they man, they managed to translate a lot of it across. Um, there's got a lot of kind of fun animations and stuff. It's pretty good. It feels like a, uh, it feels a little sluggish. All of the kind of animations, especially when you have like <laughs> there's these dudes that uh, there's these plants that you can have that get plus one plus one anytime a zombie gets frozen, and so. But that animation goes for, like, three seconds. So if you've got, like, two or three of these little snowdrop guys and someone gets frozen, then you're just, like, kind of sitting there for ages. Um, but they translate across pretty well. There's a lot of stuff that's, like... There's a lot of copies of kind of the same guy. Like, this is... Because every kind of... For a deck, you can choose to have two kind of, like... I don't know, like, factions or something of cards. And so... They all have to have kind of a... This is a one-cost, uh, like, one-one creature or something. So there's, like, a, a bunch of different kind of flavors of them. There's, like, a dude who has a skunk or a dude who has, like, a newspaper or something. But that's fine. If you want to have the different 
kind of factions that you have to choose between, then that's okay because it makes it interesting. It's the same as the yeah. kind of you can feel like class cards in uh, in uh, Hearthstone. But yeah, the other kind of interesting thing about it is it doesn't really have the kind of balancing stuff at the start uh, that Hearthstone has where like you get the coin or whatever that gives you extra mana. It has this kind of really weird setup where the uh, the plants and the zombies are kind of ace have like asymmetrical turns. So the zombies get to play their monster, they get to play their cards, they get to play like dudes down on the board first, and then it's plants turn, and they can play down boards and they can use abilities. But then the zombies get another chance to use abilities before all the attacking and stuff happens. So. That makes them interesting and different if you want to play a zombie versus a versus a plant. Cool. I and like they have plants. some what? they have some really nice art for like pretend comic book covers and stuff. Because for some reason it's it's plants versus zombies, but it's card game, but it's also like superhero themed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's plants versus zombies heroes. If you like, you gotta get that Marvel okay. money. Know what I'm saying? Whatever yeah, I happened, guess. Whatever happened to that Plants vs. Zombies like arena shooter? Is that still a thing? They Did made a second out? one. They, they, made, a Dude, they made a sequel. And it came out recently. Yeah. There you go. And it's Apparently like, they do okay? Premium like it's like 50 bucks if you want to buy it. So Really? Huh. Yeah, All right, it's a strange one. People one, of the weird, one of the weird characters who is in... The kind of characters that are in the shooter crossover with the characters that are in this card right. game there's this there's this dude who's a who's on he's a plant and he's like his name is blaze or something and he's like an orange but he's from the future and he's come back to the past and he looks like he's got like blade sunglasses and like a katana it's really weird okay that's 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 that that's that has that all been uh playing kevin yeah max what have you been up to um, well, I've actually been playing so many games, but I could only really think of a couple that I really had anything to say about. Um, I played Titanfall 2. Oh, awesome. That, oh, wow, the, the beta that's... Yeah, that beta was on, that technical test, um, which is interesting, they didn't call it a beta. Um, yeah, that was, it's weird, because that game came out 2014, Titanfall 1. And then 2016, late 2016, this one, you know, is going to come out. And it feels like it's pretty much the exact same thing. Oh, there you go. But with a couple of changes that make it a bit worse. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, like, really weird changes. Like, in the old Titanfall, um, everyone would sort of have a timer counting down to when you'd get your Titan, which would drop in, you'd get to hop in it, or whatever. Um now that's more like Call of Duty where it's you get kills and assists and stuff like that and that'll count towards getting a Titan and it takes ages even if you're playing really well um, and just not as much of that sort of interesting traversal stuff that they had in the in the last one because the maps just don't seem to be built for it. I mean it could just be the maps that are in the beta but there's not as many clustered buildings and stuff. There's a lot more open spaces and just sort of low-lying maps without any sort of um, verticality to them at all. 
and 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 then to sort of com- confound that, they they've also added in a like a grappling hook mechanic, which just means if you see somewhere, you can just jump straight there. Titans go down really quickly. It's like people are very good at the sort of on foot stuff. Um, and are very good at taking out Titans really quickly. So you do eventually get one, and then it just gets taken out really quickly. And also, people on the console suck at it. I don't know why, but, I mean, it's a pretty fun game to sort of just play because, for whatever reason, people playing this are not good at this game. It's it's just a weird a weird phenomenon. I, I, I'm not good at games so much, but I was pretty doing pretty well for myself at this time. That's sort of the top of scoreboards most of the time, and just wondering, like, what? What? Is, I don't know. Maybe it's a connection thing or something. I don't know. Maybe don't, you're just really good. Yeah, don't sell yourself short, Max. Yeah, maybe I'm MLG Pro or something. But I, I think I, you are MLG. Yep. You could be. You're my. You're. You'll always be my MLG. You could be the next yeah. Australian Titanfall hero. I don't know if I want that. Well, that's a, that's a responsibility that you need to shoulder all by yourself yeah, now. Yeah, you're going to have to accept the uh, sponsorships. It definitely has made the choice between Titanfall and Battlefield 1 a bit easier for me. I mean, Battlefield 1's still got a... a I think they're going to be running a beta. Still garbage game that I'll never play. It's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I can sort of play it... Um, and feel like this isn't particularly true to the. Look, this is a World War Two shooter I know, in a World War One shooter yeah, skin. But exactly, um, I know you like Verdun. I'm interested in playing Verdun. Let's just go back to Verdun. I get a bit bored of Verdun. How dare you? Just a, it's, I'm Verdun. I'm Verdun with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. I've been playing this summer's smash hit Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite summer jam. It's got everything that the AAA games would need: big open environments with 3D graphics, uh, live action cutscenes, oh. a story. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fun. It, if you, I don't know, if you like Star Wars, you this is a pretty cheap game to pick up. It's basically a sort of came out in '97. It's basically you're running around corridors and, and big open environments, flicking switches and collecting keys and shooting dudes. Uh, the music's great. I mean, it's Star Wars. All the sound effects are awesome. They actually do some really, like, intre- I don't know, interesting, but sort of uh, stuff with uh, really big open environments and sort of there's this recurring thing in Star Wars with just depths that are really, really... Like, drops that are really, really far down and stuff and, like and that. And Jedis. Which, Jedis yeah, are recurring, too. do get a lightsaber. Um, but, yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's a game I played years ago when I was a much younger lad, and I kind of thought, I have it in my Steam library, maybe I'll just give it a go, and actually held my attention for a lot longer than I thought, even though it's just really, really terrible story and... It's not canon anymore, so there's that. <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? What, what do you want to know about Kyle Katan? He's not real anymore. Wait, is that the one with the the fucking Bothers? Or whatever they're called? The, Bothans? Yeah, Bothans, the fucking lion dudes. 
no, there's no Bothans. There's a lot of um those guys with the kind of orangey head with the three eyes on stalks. Oh, right, I can't yeah. remember what they're called. But yeah, there's a lot of those dudes and some stormtroopers. ATSTs, which are just the worst. Oh my god, leave me alone. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun game and a super fast pace. Like if you want to just you know get hopped up on caffeine or, or something and just run around this thing, it's really quick. Um, and and weirdly, the jump button is uh, mapped automatically to the right click, which for whatever reason made me. I don't know. I kind of really liked that. <laughs> I might I might make that my default setup. Yeah, and apart from that, I've also just been playing. Um, they brought out a new map for Overwatch called Eichenwald. Um, I haven't had a chance to jump on that yet. Well, it's still in the uh, public test run. Ah, uh, right. So uh, it's not in the general servers yet. But I was playing that. It's sort of a medieval-looking German town that had this conflict going on in it like maybe 10, 20 years ago. You get the idea of it's sort of overgrown and abandoned now. It's pretty cool. It's a really tight map. It's quite small. Uh, You get the idea that it would be really fun for sort of um, fast-moving skirmisher-type characters like Tracer and Genji. Right. Uh, Other ranged characters might have a tougher time with it, but there's like some really, it's quite a small geographically, a small place, but there's lots of nooks and crannies and places to run in and out of that, um, you, well, we haven't really seen yet in other um, maps. So yeah, it's, it's I'm looking forward to it coming out on the general servers and giving that a go, because it's been fun so far. Um, yeah, what about you, Jace? Um, <clears throat> before I get to, to games... Uh... I went uh, a couple days ago on Saturday and saw King's Glaive. No spoilers. Regardless of your views, I do want to see it, so please don't spoil anything for me. No, I won't spoil anything. Um, The synopsis of the game. No, the Final Fantasy thing. Final Fantasy XV. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll I'll try not to spoil anything for you, Joey. This is at 8% on Rotten Tomatoes? Wow. Okay. That's rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sh- that's uh, about right. Really? <laughs> it's so, you know, I it's like the proto-movie because there's not really anything wrong with King's Glaive, but also it's really uninteresting um, and there's no surprises throughout it. It telegraphs like a, like, it telegraphs for a twist to happen. I'm going to be very vague mm-hmm, so, so mm-hmm. no one's spoiled by it, but um. It telegraphs a twist, and you see it coming a million miles away. And they keep showing scenes and stuff of like, oh, here's some foreboding stuff. And you think they're going to go like, oh, uh, this is like a bait and switch, and they're going to do something else, right? And they just do it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you, <laughs> oh, that's that's not really how movies work, in that you can just tell everything that's going to happen. Um, there's this fantastic scene where like a, a character is like, um, you know, oh, something exciting is going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a good thing. And this big, and then it's the most unnecessary thing ever. After all the foreboding, there is this scene where this big fucking deaf night man just walks up to this character and says, "Hey, 
good luck tomorrow. <laughs> and then, and then fucking walks off. Like, what? That's not... That's the most lazy shit when you've telegraphed this whole thing. Um, there's a lot of unnecessary scenes. Uh, people, I think it's fun to watch in certain ways because the action is very cool. It looks nice. It's very pretty. Um, it shows some stuff from the game and that um, the characters are these dudes with uh, glaives, which are little knife things. And uh, they throw them, and where the, the glaive lands, they can teleport so there, cool which is some stuff that's in... They got in the game. What's hey, that? It's that cool teleporting thing they got in the game. Yeah, yeah. So they're demonstrating how some mechanics in the game oh, work, right. with games work, which is kind of cool. And they use some, they do some cool action scenes around, like, oh, I got to quickly throw this here and teleport over there on this side and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no nar- narrative intrigue at all. It's like, uh, I feel like uh, the game Final Fantasy Fifteen is going for like the aesthetic they're going for is like here is this cross section of American culture and that there's all these highways and fucking um diners and stuff and uh oh here's all this medieval fantasy stuff as well like there's some cool imagery in the movie of like oh here's this castle and a and a fucking guard knight and he's on a highway strip which is awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. but um I feel like in the movie. They've taken a cross-section of Western film and, like, they've got, oh, here's some action scenes, here's some mainstream editing and and, uh, choreography, and here's some uh, surface-level Game of Thrones intrigue that doesn't make any sense uh, (laughs) at all. Jace, I just watched watched the trailer and the thing said, in a kingdom protected by a crystal. (laughs) <laughs> like, what? That's every, yes, it's, that's it's every a, Final that's Fantasy that's ever. Fantasy. It's a Final <laughs> Fantasy thing. That doesn't work if you're if you're pretending to be something like a, some sort of big blockbuster film that's gonna come. Out. Yeah, it's still <laughs> oh, not. It, a, it's, it's still not a good opening line. Oh, it's yeah. Like it, it's um, it's got like technically it's got the all the aspects of what a film is like a Western mainstream film, but it's just. None of it works. It all falls flat. It's peppered with some Final Fantasy in there, and there's some good fan, fi- uh, like a little bit of a fan fan stuff for you if you like that. And people are gonna. It's got some stuff that you might want to see if you're playing the game, like stuff that's relevant to the game. So you're gonna probably watch it anyway if you're a Final Fantasy head. Yeah. Mm. But um, I would I would actually uh, recommend instead of people watching this, they watch the uh, Final Fantasy 15 Brotherhood anime. Because that uh, that little anime, it's about five episodes. The last episode is going to be released in a week or so, probably. Um, that goes into detail about the the characters that are actually pertinent to the game. So the main characters that are on the road trip driving the car. And it goes into their past and their background and like why they're all there at that point. Why it's, and it's why actually pretty interesting. Club. Yeah, yeah. It, right, it's cool. a hot anime boy club. And, um, you know, goes into detail about... Uh, what these characters are all about and that's kind of cool and interesting and relevant to the game because the game the big draw for me at the moment is how these characters interact and are like you know oh we're making dinner and and, you know it's just kind of slice of life road trip time which is you know a a fun interesting thing for a final fantasy to be centered around so yeah that's my king's glaive review uh you're gonna watch it anyway but (laughs) it's oh one thing i wanted to mention about that though um the most amazing thing that happened... Okay, so it was shit. The audience probably didn't like it. No one reacted to anything that was happening in the movie. Um, but it ended, 
the the uh, theater was packed, a big theater, and um, the credits rolled, and no one left, and the credits kept rolling, and they it's just, and then there was just a part where it said "Thanks to the Final Fantasy 15 team," and it had the logo there, and that was it, and everyone fucking applauded. What? It was like cheering because they saw the Final Fantasy 15 logo, and I was just like looking around, like, "What I'm the so fuck?" Confused. Why? Because <laughs> like. That they just watch this shitty movie and then they see like an inkling, like the littlest inkling of the game, yeah. just the logo, and they all lost their shit. <laughs> and then the cre- then the credits ended, and it was this amazing energy of they showed the game. They showed like, oh, the guys driving in the car, and it was so loud, just everyone going, oh, and and like I, it was infectious because I looked around and was just like, oh Jesus, <laughs> <You> better <laughs> join in. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my god. And um, it, it was like, it wasn't even that satisfying. It was just a clip of these guys going, we're in a car, we're having a funny joke time in this car. And then it just ended. And everyone, like, applauded and cheered and fucking lost their minds because of this little clip from the game. And I was like, people love Final Fantasy. Holy shit. What? I didn't so know where did this you, was... was this some sort of event? What was it? No, well, this, this was they're just screening that, um, at normal just cinemas. As... Just a normal yeah, screening. Yeah, it was screening in a in how George close, Street Cinema How in close Sydney. was it to when it was released? Uh, it's releasing in two months, in November 29th. November, like, how 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 recently had the movie been released? Um, this is the only showing. They're only showing one showing in all cinemas. Okay. Yeah. That explains a bit. That's why yeah, yeah, everyone's but... there, because it's just the mm. most hyped dudes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. They fucking... It was Still, just... Like, weird. they just watched this shit movie, though. <laughs> it was... It was really crazy, but it... The game still looks good, I it think. I'm a bit worried about time. certain aspects of it. The, the time when we watched the, uh... The Division trailer at our class. No, that's uni, right, yeah. And everyone locked it over yeah. the door. And <laughs> then... What, yeah. what are you... What is going... What is happening? Are you seeing a, Are you seeing a different thing from what I've seen? Um... I'm worried about, like, with that game, I'm worried about, like, it... Because I've said that only half of it's going to be, a, like, a non-linear experience. Which kind of... I get the knee-jerk Final Fantasy thirteen kind of thing there. So, I'm a bit cautious now on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, all... To a certain extent, most Final Fantasies are kind of... Well, no, absolutely. A hybrid of linear and non-linear. Absolutely, but, like, with the track record that they've had so far where there's about 10 seconds of this kind of, like, open world. You know, you get this map, like a traditional Final Fantasy, but the rest of the game was this linear experience. I don't want that again. That's not what I want, and I'm scared a Mm. little bit. Because, like, they've got this cool car, they've got this road trip kind of stuff. It should be big and open, because it kind of makes sense in the kind of the themes and the things that they're going for. And that's... Yeah. I feel like... So... So, from what I've read, apparently the second half, though it's more linear, is also still got that road trip feeling of going on certain pit stops. Yeah. And and I've got the feeling from it that uh, when they say half, they really mean half of it is actually open. In that, um, I've watched some gameplay, and it seems like, yes, it's sort of that open sort of, oh, here are a lot of side missions that are objective-based, and this is okay. in this area, all the way over here that you have to drive to and stuff like okay, that. Okay, that's good. So... I don't think you have to worry too much about that. There are, of course, other things to worry about. Like, it looks like the frame rate's pretty unstable at this point. Mm. They're still working mm-hmm. on it. They just delayed um, it, didn't they? Yeah, it's still, yeah they delayed it to November 29th. Yeah. Which, two months... For a game that got announced ten years ago, two months is kind of nothing. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I'm a bit worried. Still, it's kind of an anomaly, really. Okay. Uh, like, what we're going to get. Kevin, I know, this, but... I know you really liked Final Fantasy XII. And yeah. uh, Final Fantasy XII had a lot of, like, monster hunting and stuff in it, right? I don't know if you've seen, but this game brings back your monster hunt quest. But do you know how they do it? How do they do it? Do you, you get a text? No, you visit a diner and he's like, Alright, cool, I, I need this meat. Can you go hunt this monster? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's I thought it was good. really neat. I think that the reason and, that I made it Final Fantasy twelve because just because it was the first Final Fantasy that I played. I, I liked it. I, I, like I'm looking forward to the re-release of that. You know, I'll totally pick that up. Yeah. And... I was. Con- it was pretty easy to kind of understand because it's just like it was just Star Wars. It's like oh, desert place. It's ice planet. Who cares? Mm. Whenever I tried to play Final Fantasy thirteen, I never stood anything that was happening. Oh, I didn't either. It's like, what is this? So I wasn't invested beach. anyway, so... It's a beach and, like, it's like... It's like, re- it's like everyone's got, like, modern, like, technology and stuff, but then everyone is like, a magic sword is appearing and I'm fighting a goblin? What is, what is happening? Hmm. Um, so, and also with Final Fantasy XV, um, the director on it, Hajime Tabata, also directed uh, Type Zero, which I really liked. Ah, oh, right. Um... And, st- and the combat is very, very similar to Type Zero, except for a bit more, you know, fancy and Kingdom Heartsy and stuff like yep. that. So it, that that aspect of it definitely, I think, should be good. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, King's Glaive sucks. Uh, <laughs> I also played um, Alone With You, which came out a couple weeks ago on PS4 and Vita. Uh, it's made by Benjamin Rivers, who also did uh, Kevin uh, Home, which was that little tech, uh, pixel adventure game, if you remember that. We played yeah, it together. Played it was okay. <laughs> It's a bit short and a bit experimental, I remember. I don't remember much too much else about it. But uh, this is a little sci-fi thing where uh, you're a little dude. You're a little agender dude. You can kind of project whatever gender you like onto it because it's kind of a dating sim in some ways. And um, it's a bit... It's got light adventure game elements. You're on a base and your base is all messed up and you've got an AI partner. And he's like, yo, dude, you got to get your stuff and go. So you go into all these different areas around this... uh, space base that you I guess you mine stuff from and um getting uh items to to prepare yourself to leave and um to help you out you've got uh crew members from another base that have died that your AI has brought the memories of back to life in this little hollow sim chamber to prepare all your stuff for you so you've got like a medical person like a technician and stuff like that and um you talk to them and you interact with them and you can, I guess at some point you fall in love with them and stuff as well, even though they're like a simulation. Um, and, and you go into their backstory a bit when you're visiting all these areas and see like, okay, how did this person here die? What issues did they have in the space camp place? Did some people like have like anxiety about it? How did they interact with each other? Um, so far, I think the narrative is really, uh, is pretty interesting. Um, as far as like finding out what happened to all these people, you get a connection to them through that as well. Uh, it's the game. There's a. It's, it feels like a process. Like every day, you wake up, you go to see the AI to get your mission. You leave. You go on a little mission that has some light adventure game elements. Very very light puzzles, mainly just going around and gathering stuff. Um, and then you leave, and then you go to bed, and then you wake up and talk to the Holosim dude in their little chamber, and then you go and then go to bed again. And you do that over and over. And it feels like it's setting... It's, it's kind of like um, anatomy in that way, in that it feels like, okay, this is 
this is repeating itself a lot. It feels like it's setting itself up for something. I'm about two thirds of the way through, so I'm a bit excited to see what happens. Apparently, it's got like a like an Hitchcockian twist or something like that. So that'll be that'll be cool to see. Turns out um, so you were the hologram excited. all along. Yes, you're. Well, you're wearing a helmet and you can't see your face, so I bet you're gonna take off your helmet and you're gonna be uh, Steve Buscemi or something. I don't know. <laughs> something will happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with that, and it's like 15 bucks, and for a narrative game, it's pretty long. I think it's about like seven, eight hours. Oh, uh, so you know, you got it's a bit meaty, I guess. I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Um, other than that, uh, I'm up to the second Phoenix Wright game now. Still working my way through those. I'm still it's working. More I'm fin- still working my way through the first one. I've only done ever done like the first mission. <laughs> uh, have you been playing that recently? Uh, no, but I want to get back into it. You should. You should probably start again. <laughs> is the second, yeah, is the second one? Shit, one of them kind of sucks from what I remember. Uh-huh. There's one. There's one that. There's. I think it's the second one has uh, this case about a circus, and it yes, runs, I'm on that right now. Yep, that sucks, and it has the worst payoff. <laughs> it's okay. A, it has I a thought, really. Um. It, so there's a. There's a tutorial one at the start where you fight Winston Payne, who's this nerdy little boy, and um, that's just basically a tutorial. But the second one I played was the one um, about Maya and the psychic channeling stuff. Kevin, do you remember that? Sort of. Um, that, that one had one a really good like, payoff. Is it the one where they get both like locked in the room and they're doing yes. like a seance and then one of them gets killed? Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. That one has a has a really good payoff and has a great twist at the end. What I really like about those games is that the gameplay in Phoenix Wright is slight, but it's enough that you appreciate it and it's fun to, to find contradictions and to figure out the case. And yeah. uh, there was this fun moment when both me and the character I'm playing as Phoenix Wright both went like, oh, when we figured out what was going on, like he <laughs> did the same thing I did in, in like real life. I was like, holy shit, because I just realized what had happened, like how this all unfolded. And that was a really fun moment. Um, so so far, I'm enjoying that. I'm I'm in the middle. I'm in the thick of this circus case at the moment. So I'm excited to see how that pays off or I'm, doesn't pay off. I'm so I sorry guess. about the circus one. All right. Well, I'll get back to you on the next <laughs> podcast. But um, that's all I've been playing. Uh, it sounds like we've all been playing a, a menagerie of different games here. Um, but that's enough of that. We should move to uh, the game of the week, which Kevin Stott shows and. Uh, that game was the Endless Express. Do you want to talk a little bit about it, Kevin? Do some table setting here. Endless Express was a game that started as a game jam game, I think, and then they started making a a bigger version of it, and then they got part of the way through, and then I guess they decided that they weren't going to finish making the bigger version of it. It seems like it was too big of a project for them to Yeah, mm. and to so whatever they managed to uh, get through... They released it for free, and you walk around and you try and figure out uh, how the train timetable works. I could not. Yeah, neither could I. I understood it by the end. What? What? How? How? What is any of it? Um. Well. <laughs> Are you sure, you understood it. I did it. I did it. I just played it. I played it like immediately after the last podcast. So each of the so on the map, spoilers for for this game, I guess. Um, so the the little map 
so it has the it has on the left side it has the little thumbnails of all of the different like stations, right? Yeah. And then next to those thumbnails, it has two smaller thumbnails. Now, those are the two places that you can go from that station. Yeah, I figured out that much. Yeah, like, the times were. And then yet, yeah, and then they just have that strip that goes off across. Uh, to the right, and then it has wherever it has like it filled in. That's when the train comes, and you just have a watch, and you like left click or whatever to bring out your watch, and you wait for the train to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I just, I just didn't like what, what the the seconds at what? Like I couldn't figure out when it meant a train was was going to come or, or where. It, it was super. I get. It seemed like it was intentionally really confusing. So you don't ever know really where you're going to go. Well, until yeah, you that's it a, out. yeah. That's they have that kind of note where it's like, oh, we apologize that our timetables are so confusing. So it seems yeah. like that's definitely part of the game is for you to uh, kind of understand how the timetable works and mm. uh, figure out how to move it around these spaces so you can get to the new places. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's why I, I kind of got limited a bit because I didn't know how they work, so it just kept taking me to the same place where I had to go back to the beginning. I, I spent which... the first maybe 10 minutes of the game getting really angry not being able to get into trains until I realised if you go to the other side, of, like the other platform, the doors <laughs> just automatically open. So, uh, yeah. that, wait, that where were fun. you trying to get? Were you trying? Where were you trying to get the trains from? The, the tracks? No, like, so the first train that you get out of onto the station, right? Yeah. If you wait for another train to come past, the doors just wouldn't open. Really? Yeah, I had to cross the canal to get into That's those weird. trains. Mm. So I was getting wait. really annoyed and really confused but... of what my purpose was. Oh, because does it only have one track? With platforms on either side? No, there was like a canal. Yeah. Yes? I don't yes. know. <laughs> All right. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. We figured it out. What did you guys think Um, of, like, the places that you went? Wait, so who finished? Who got to the end? I didn't. Not me. I did not. I didn't know there was an ending. I got to the end. I didn't hear what Max said. Did you get to the end? I did not get to the end. What happens when you get to the end? Can you say? Um, I want to know. Is it it like No Man's Sky where it just generates a whole new train line? (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool. Uh, but no, this is this is. You just spoiled like... No Man's Sky for me. Uh... <laughs> nice one, J- Max. Who cares? Uh... As soon as I saw that, I saw all the like articles. Hold on to your Atlas Stones. Look, spoilers Kevin, for No Man's Sky, everyone. Kevin, look, you don't want to get spoiled know, on some bullshit. As we all know, we all really care about No Man's Sky. Okay. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about No Man's Sky. We don't need to talk about we No don't Man's need to Sky. Talk- We're a bit okay. late to the party on No Man's Sky, I think. Um, mm. I see. Yeah, Let's talk I about f- this game. Uh, okay. What are you saying? Um, sorry. What happens at the end? You just like go to some new places. <laughs> I what? I saw some cool place with like a there was like a rundown gas station. I went over and looked through the boards, and there's a creepy hooded dude. With yeah, there's like there. a hooded guy in there. He's uh, yeah. scary. Like that what? But I, didn't I also see loved it when I looked through the boards. I looked at him, and then I I went around. I like I went and around was, the building to see gone. if I could like find a way in or something. And then it's just gone, gone. when you come back. I looked at him, oh, and then like backed up, looked down, then looked up again. He was gone. So you know, <laughs> Wait, was there something in? What color was he? He had a cool hooded robe. That was brown, I want to oh. say. 
I, I like got a look in there and I was like, what was that? And yeah. I, like I saw like a, it looked like a coral or something. And then I looked back and he was gone. I was like, oh, I just probably a graphical glitch or something. That's spooky. Yeah, no, like there's that. a dude. There's a dude in there. And then if you come Jesus. back, he's gone. I also saw him uh, in like the the station where Char- uh, Charon is the ferry keeper um, with all those weird land guy, like those giant land people thing. In the swamp, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I straight up just saw him walking around. I was like, I'm gonna try to get to you, but I couldn't. So I was really disappointed. Oh. I wanted to see this hooded figure. Did anyone find Stephanie? No. Yeah, I found Stephanie. Who's Stephanie? Oh. So the guy Stephanie's the little backpack. Yeah, yeah the little like, backpack right, yeah. frog dudes at the start. Are like one of our dudes is lost. So yeah, the, this is like the kind of it all looks really beautiful. Yeah. But my one kind of thing that is weird for me about this game is that like everyone's like all your dialogue stuff everyone's just like kind of mean and all like the half of the options you have are just like weirdly mean yeah Mm. so you go and find stephanie stephanie's uh at the top of this lighthouse and you go as far as i can tell i'm not i don't know if this is real or not but as far as i can tell there's no way to like finish that like quest or whatever oh. to actually bring Stephanie back. You go to the lighthouse and then Stephanie's like, I broke off from the group because they don't understand me. I just want to be, I just want to be left alone. And then like, uh, like, okay, well it's time to come back to your school group now. And then, uh, the kid just like loses it and yells at you and then like won't talk to you anymore. <laughs> and then it's if just you, a little narrative arc. <laughs> and then if you like talk to him, if like you agree with him that like the school is like evil or whatever, then he's just like yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> all right, huh. and then like later on, there's this photographer guy, and like all your options are just like photography sucks. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like the things that the characters say are always kind of a weirdly mean for something that was like seemed so mellow. I don't know, like, talking to the little backpack green boys was pleasant. Yeah, they they were pretty chill at the start, but yeah, they're kind of... The ice cream guy's a dick. Yeah, he won't sell you any, won't sell you any ice cream. Um, all of the graphic stuff looks really nice. Yeah, uh, props like yeah, all nice. of the style of all of the different areas and stuff. The, um, the menu was pretty, pretty cool. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the menu yeah, was awesome. amazing. The menu was the best part of that game. Someone, like, yeah. it's kind of, someone's got to steal that, put it in the next, or like in me. Bio, Bioshock Infinite 2, that can be your menu. Oh, yeah. It, so you can just press escape in this game at any time you want, and this door just kind of pops out, out up out of nowhere, and it's like the, like, TARDIS. Like, you can just, if you go around the other side of this door, there's nothing, but you can walk through this, the side you've got into, like, this weird basement into this room and it's got all these rooms that come off of it and one of them mm. was going to be like your inventory so if you like got items you would pop open you, this like weird dimensional door and walk into yeah. this bathroom Wait, where so all your you can't you don't kept. collect anything in the in the current as it stands as, as far as i could tell i never collected anything got to it. put yeah in me the neither inventory. But yeah, that, that inventory is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I love how, like, nice and pleasant it all is. Like, this awesome, like, sick little bathroom with yeah. a nice spa. It's really yeah. relaxing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and then, uh, and One then... part about the game that really distressed me is uh, near the end, there's this ice 
field that you kind of that you have to walk across it's like after the last train I think um and it's this just snow it's as far as you can see and there's these little patches uh in the in the snow where it's ice and you can kind of see underneath and I start seeing something underneath there and uh I'm hoping that it's l- just nothing <laughs> kind of walk a bit more and it's uh I'm hoping it's like a submarine or something and then I finally get uh closer to the other end where I have to get into the blimp and it's uh, just a giant like like a blue whale like in unfathomably big giant horrible fish oh. painted up like a it looks like a piñata it's like <laughs> all these bright and different colors and the just fucking horrible giant eyeballs and i hate i hate a giant thing Kevin i hate a giant like thing under the sea and that's yeah. spooked me and i wanted to get out of there as fast as i could i'm sorry kevin it's okay i'm getting stronger every day that's yes. the only thing. Then there's nothing in the real life. Like I'm not gonna. That you as, know it's of. really, it's really easy for. <laughs> it's gonna be really easy for me to stay out the out of the way of like a close up encounter with a whale. You have to go out of your way to get up close to a whale. Yeah. And there's you nothing. You don't know. That, you don't know what what's gonna happen to whales in a, in you know say <laughs> ten years. We're gonna get airborne whales. Yeah, you don't know that um, for sure. Yeah, Kevin, don't don't turn round. <laughs> There's a big no, there. no. Um, but yeah, that happens in video games sometimes. Is there's really, really big things, and I don't like it. Mm. The game, um, you know, uh, the way to train is like a. I, I like the atmosphere of like I have no idea where I'm going, and I'm just taking all these trains to different areas and just looking around, and I'm lost all the time. Um. The train stuff reminded me a bit of uh, Miyazaki stuff, like Spirited Away. Yeah, it seems like it's probably yeah. a big influence here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. You're right. Um, and, and the interactions of characters in the areas seem like they were influenced by LSD Dream Emulator a little bit. I was just like, oh, here's these little guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, not really any always, purpose here. It's just kind of some, just some weird shit, which yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah. I had a good time with it. I might keep kind of poking at it a bit until I figure out the train system and get to the end. Yeah, why um, not? There's like a couple of extra fun little buy-in places that you get to go. Very cool. So, uh, what would we all rate the Endless Express? I would uh, I would rate it stopping all stations to Flinders Street uh, not stopping at East Richmond. I would rate mine uh, that episode of the New Adventures of Garfield the Ca- of uh, Felix the Cat, where he uh, gets on a train and goes to hell. <laughs> if there's one thing Garfield hates more than uh, Mondays, it's hell and trains. <laughs> yes. Um, Max, what would you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a four because, like. It just emulates that feeling of falling asleep on a train and then waking wait, up. Wait, 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 shit, wait. Shit, is, where? Are, are we actually giving... Is Max actually giving numerical value? Or well, I didn't say out of, out of what. No, that, <laughs> yeah, just that's the four. True, that's true. The freestanding. We well, don't know how that's quantified here. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that as well, just to like... Just falling asleep, I don't know, and then just wake up and be like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, I'm like I mean, ten stations away from riding. I mean, like, burn them again. 
Uh, <laughs> is this Belgrave? No. One time that happened to me, and I went to the to the danger. I woke up in the most dangerous station in Sydney. Bizarro station. Like, yeah, I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get stabbed." <laughs> I didn't get stabbed. It was okay. I got home, and I'm here now recording this podcast. So there and you go. as a ghost, I will rate this game. Fuck that guy. Sell your damn ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you jerk. He does make a Dick. good point, though. Yeah, yeah. If he sells cream. all his ice cream, he won't have any left. Mm. It's true. Um, you can't run. So that's the endless like express. That. A pleasant time and even pleasanter game. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now we're uh, we're now that we've done talking about games, it's time to pitch so, them. Don't we want we've to know what pitched. the next game of the week is? What's the next game? Oh, fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> every, every time, time. every time. <laughs> Joey, it's your choice for the next game of the week. What do you got? Well, I found a cool little game. It is uh, priced around 15 bucks on Steam, but it is called Moon Hunters. And uh, from what I could see on the on the uh, synopsis, it's play alone or with friends. A co-op personality test about exploring an ancient occult world in five days. Ooh. How will you be remembered? Is that that one that got like... Square Enix Kickstarter stuff. I have no idea. That'd I think it is. I think it is. I've I've been interested in this one, guys. It's one to four player co op, so we should all play together. Yeah, we should play it together. Sounds good. Yes, we'll, we'll get a day and we'll play it together, and then we'll talk about it on the podcast. Excellent choice, Joey. Good. I thought. Yeah, I thought you were cool. going to choose that golf game, but this is just as good. Well, well, I, we can also play golf with your friends. Oh, we should just have a day where we play golf and then just play. Make a hunters. day of it. Yeah, real, okay, a little real day of it. Oh, day. haven't we done well? <laughs> haven't we? Haven't we done well? Us boys having a having a nice game, guys. Day. Guys, it'll be like a Final Fantasy fifteen road trip. Exactly. Yeah. All of us uh, hot boys just on a little road trip. Road trip. Little game road trip. Now, now we can pitch the games that Kevin has chosen because he chose the list. Uh, I chose them this time. Today's games are Atomic Collapse. Blood Ooh. Phobia, Spirit Bounty, and Grim Mania. All one word on Grim Mania. <laughs> Which is very important. <laughs> yeah, it ends up three M's in a row. Grim Mania! Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta pick, uh, I gotta do a game. Yeah, Alright, uh, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna make a kind of Voltron. Um, let's start off with the left... What? Okay, here's what here's what's gonna happen. Alright, there's three of us. Okay. So here's what's gonna here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna have two rounds. I'm gonna i I'm gonna pick someone, I'm gonna say a body part, you're gonna tell me what the body part is. Uh best body part gets picked. For a vol- right. for like a Voltron robot? Yeah. Yeah. And so you gotta try and build on what other people are doing, but you also want a variety. Alright, Joey, yes. you're doing the left leg. The left leg? Uh, yep. We are doing uh, kind of like a crab leg thing. Okay, let's, good. it lets the Voltron, like the Voltron, like machine, when it's all together, uh, it lets it like you know, scale buildings and stuff really easily. It's for good mobility. All right, good. Uh, Jace, what about the right leg? Oh man, shows the right leg. Uh, okay. Uh... I will choose... So, he had a crab leg from yep. mobility and stuff. For scuttling about. I'll give him... 
a leg that is a saw that he can just stand on that leg and move around really fast. Like, just balancing. <laughs> oh, it's like a, one away. of the saws from, like, uh, uh, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, right. like that. He, he can, yeah, cool. Like, like, right. he's, uh, like he's ice skating, and he can, he can make a circle around an enemy, and the ground will fall down for... Yeah, I dig it. Alright, uh, Max, pitch me a torso. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a Subway meatball sandwich. A really <laughs> big one. <laughs> for, when the, for when the pilots Delicious. get really hungry. Yeah. That's not sustainable, but, yeah. <laughs> Alright. It's not sustainable, but it is very fresh. It is, it is fresh, and, and eat fresh, thank you, actually. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Jace, I love, I love, uh, as a kid, I love a lot of, uh, I, I, saw, I probably have a drawing somewhere with a guy who has a saw blade for a leg. Hell yeah. There was a lot of, like, rock raiders, Lego shit, where there were lots Ooh. of saws for legs and stuff. Alright, so you get first pick. Alright, I choose, um, blood phobia. And, um, blood phobia is, like, it's, it's written in this gothic, like, metal band writing. And um, the main character is uh, is a cowboy named Skitty 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 Skinny Lee Skinny Lee, and uh-huh. he's a uh, he's a cowboy who's been uh, he gets transported to the future, where is is it's, he gets transported to a space base because it's full of space people, and they're all like, we need a warrior. And uh, so we chose the best warriors they are, the ones from the American West. And uh, we chose you, Skinny Lee, because uh, you're a cowboy. And Skinny Lee is like, oh, gee, well, I'm not a great cowboy because I I got a blood phobia. And they're like, oh, (laughs) Jesus. So they got this cowboy, Skinny Lee. They gave him all the best weapons and stuff, like uh, guns. And he (laughs) goes, (laughs) guns that shoot like tennis balls. That like explode like energy tennis balls, and um, he he uh, goes around the ship getting rid of the enemies, but he has to not he can't. So okay, so the tennis ball shoots and they shoot at a certain speed, right? Mm-hmm. They shoot a certain speed. You can it's like a rail a really slow rail gun, so uh, not too slow. So you got to shoot an enemy and then turn away, or while well, he kills him, or. Skinny Lee will freak the fuck out because he doesn't like blood spurting everywhere. And you've got to not look whenever there's blood or blood puddles and stuff like that. Or it's, he just becomes harder to control. There's like a panic meter when he sees blood for too long. And he can't. He doesn't want to step in it. So when there's an area that's surrounded by bloody alien blood, he's got to like play like, uh, you know, the floor is lava and like jump around on crates and stuff like that <laughs> and make a passage. And uh, the end of the game is... Uh, this bo- this big, big, beautiful, voluptuous alien that is a ma- just a sack of blood. Just fucking. He's <laughs> the only way to kill him is to to jump into his mouth oh, and, <laughs> and very and get in there. It's really good and explode his, his blood sack. That's what he's phobic of. Yes. So he's have to, he has to slide down in there and like oh this alien. God. He's he's the muff. He's the mother alien. That's the mother alien. So it's it's spawning <laughs> alien eggs from inside there, and and he's freaking out. There's just the panic meter is gone, 
and he's, he remembers his love interest back at the start of the spaceship, <laughs> and he's like, ha! And he's just covered in blood, like a like a tidal wave of blood comes down, and as he's, he loses his hat and his, his cowboy hat, and he's just like, ah! I'm going through the hallways of the ship in blood, and uh, he's uh, scared forever because of that, because of the the blood phobia that got him. Uh, but he, so he's not able to see blood anymore. But uh, he he didn't overcome his fear because that would be too cliche. But he's he's better off for it and um, leaves room he survived for and he helped it. and he's gonna stay yeah, on the spaceship. You have to leave room for blood phobia too. No, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So he's like he doesn't want to see blood ever again. It's like it's even worse his phobia. Um, but he's on the spaceship. He gets married to the girl, and it ends with he's like uh, lucky lucky Lee is like sleeping on his bunk with his wife next to him and um he gets a telecom thing on his uh info watch he's like lucky lee you gotta see this all right i'm coming so he's coming down the ship he's like ah oh, at least i won't have to deal with blood ever again and then he's like <laughs> the the pilot is like look at this and he looks out the front window and it's just a, a planet made of blood <laughs> and he's oh, like man. then he That's says lucky lee go. says his catchphrase and it's um Guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and we've got an ACDC at the song. It is licensed out. Um, that's blood phobia. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, no worries. Max, tell me about the left arm. Uh, the left arm? Uh, the left arm is... A Subway sandwich. <laughs> it's another <laughs> Subway, can't be a Subway sandwich. Can't be a Subway sandwich again. Um, it's... it's it's uh, all monuments from Earth's past. There's the pyramids are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Eiffel Tower. Um, you know, I don't know why we're taking that into battle, but like it's very valuable and culturally, it's a it reminder. Quite a loss if if anything were to happen to that arm. But you know, just punching it's... fools with an Eiffel Tower arm. Whoa. Yeah, it's, well, it shows that we come from Earth and we're here Exactly, to fight them. it's a reminder of There's what we're fighting There's a Burj Khalifa for. cannon yeah. that comes out and shoots. Pretty cool. All right, Joey, what's the right arm? Uh, the right arm is uh, kinetic sand. Uh, they can control <laughs> it and form it into any shape that they want. <laughs> a la Sandman. <laughs> a la Sandman That's from good. Uh, Enemy of Spider-Man. Yes, the classic. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I mean, if it was kinetic sand, one of the one of the pilots would have to get out there and kind of. No, no, they can control bit. it from the inside, obviously. Oh, it's wow. like that. It's like that memory. It's like uh, in Dark Knight when Batman has the cape that can turn into a shape when he runs an electric current through it. Mm. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's it's scientifically justified. It's real. <laughs> Um, I think the, I think the, I, 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 I like the sand. I think the sand is better, but I, I really like the Eiffel Tower. I like the idea of, I like the idea of him stabbing someone through the neck with the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, be like, you're gonna feel um, Eiffel in the morning. I'm gonna, I'm doing a drawing of the Voltron right now, and I'm drawing the Eiffel Tower, and I think that's good. So Max, you get next pick. Yeah, I like that the Eiffel Tower at the bottom of it like can connect like a shoulder, sort of. <laughs> but yeah, so 
Let me tell you about Atomic Collapse. It's a, uh, it's a geopolitical roguelike turn-based game, um, where you're, you're roll, it's kind of like Yahtzee, you're rolling dice, um, to get the right, the right results to prevent the atomic, uh, the atomic war. You could, you could have different, um, (laughs) so you have different, uh, leaders around the world, some of which don't want atomic war, and they might give you some dice results that you need, some of which do want atomic war, and then you just keep, every round you'll roll a set of dice and you'll be looking to get some results, like, oh, I've got to nullify Putin for this turn, um, you know, I'll put out a, uh, you know, these three results, a four, five, and a six, and that'll nullify him for this turn, and then our allies over in, you know, um, like, bloody, you know, the UK will give us a couple of dice, roll those, see what you get. You put them out. But here's the twist. It's it's also a poignant anti-atomic um, bomb message, which is that it just keeps going until the atomic collapse happens. Wow. Okay. It's, so you can't win. You can't win. The atomic war. What's the gameplay? Gonna well, it's every you start your turn, you get you probably like you get eight dice, and you're looking at it. So you're thinking like, oh, okay, I've got to nullify these people. If I don't do it by the end of the turn, atomic collapse. What I need is two fours and a five. So you start rolling, you roll, and then maybe you'll get what you need. Please keep, please keep saying atomic collapse as many times as you can. <laughs> um, so atomic collapse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you don't get the dice, you atomic collapse. Yeah, I want you if to you... describe different uh, different events and things in the game as atomic collapse. <laughs> you can get you can get an atomic collapse event. Card. Okay, good. Um, that's kind of that's advanced rules. I won't go okay. into it because I haven't thought of it. I haven't thought okay. of it, but it's gonna be good. Um, oh, I should have gone for spirit bounty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, you're no, you up. Uh, we got spirit bounty. My one's gonna be short and sweet because I'm not gonna lie, getting quite hungry. Uh, yep. All right, we uh, spirit bounty. It is a supernatural western game where you play a ghoul in a, a sort of ghost specter man in a cool western uh, town that's inhabited by ghouls and ghosts. It's an arcade game where you constantly have to, uh, or your main goal is to catch a bounty and you constantly have to switch between different types of ghouls and spectres and use their bodies uh, and different monsters and use their bodies to uh, to traverse and fight your way through a uh, cool landscape of spooky things. 
So like there's this big like hulking giant cyclops. You can sm- go into him and smash through walls. You can go into sweet ghost man and you can get through walls and stuff like that. You know, cool shit like that. A lot of getting through walls. Yeah, that's I haven't really given much thought apart from getting through walls. <laughs> And the classic about it. getting through walls, you know. Uh, uh, and at the end, at the end, you know, card. at the end, you can you can beat the boss and you can claim your spirit bounty. Uh, get through the wall, and you you know, they're getting through a wall. Your spirit bounty meter goes up. Look, I'm just trying to do the whole thing of atomic collapse. Use that word as much as I can to, you know, uh, impress. Yeah. You, yes. You know. Yes. I like spirit win. bounty. I think it being a ghost western ghost cowboy is pretty. And sick. being able to like, yeah, yeah no, I think I it's, the, I think I it's fun being able to like, oh, cool. There's a big, cool, creepy ghoul. I want to be in his body, and you use his body, and then you know have to adapt using his mechanics. Hmm. Is want... it is it just a floating badge that attaches to the ghoul? Yeah, that's how you know you're that character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want Bloodborne two to be western. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, a cool cowboy. I want to see more um, cowboys. Cowboys rock. More cowboys, please. Where did all the cowboys go? It's the, Adam the famous killed song them with Ridiculous Six or whatever. I think it was in the Industrial Revolution. That's where they all went. <laughs> they got replaced by robots. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give it to Blood Phobia. So I thought. It was Yay. It could be it could be implemented as a as a simple jam game and could be wacky and interesting. Mm. Um, all beautiful. Uh, what is what should the head of our Voltron be? Uh, at Freedom Eagle. Freedom. What? I think it should be. Yeah, um, thank you, Max. Uh, oh, I was gonna say the the mascot of Subway, but I don't think he's the mascot anymore <laughs> after what happened. We can't um, use Jared. No, Jared. Uh, Jared had a little trouble, but uh, we could. I still vote Freedom please. Eagle. Okay, well, it can I, I be... want it to be uh, Max. I reckon it's a robot Max head. I want it to be a actual, <laughs> like Eagle's a bit fancy. What about just a pigeon? Well, no, that works. <laughs> All right, pigeon head. Why it's not? just a lone pigeon standing on the shoulders. <laughs> standing on the top. And his his feet make up the breastplate. Yeah. And um, the the twist of this uh, of uh, Pigeon Bot is that uh, the, the rivals are always trying to reveal the the crew members of Pigeon Bot so they can get at him and kidnap him. And one time they they get Pigeon Bot and they open him up, but no one's in there. Saw <laughs> the pigeon. There's a pigeon. <laughs> There's this one little pigeon controlling the whole thing. Alright. Like those uh, pigeon torpedoes from World War Two. <laughs> yes. Do you guys remember Pigeon Boy? Yeah. No. Yes, yep. I do. Wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> no, no it wasn't. But uh, you know what was good? This podcast. Yeah. I had a great time. It was, it was lovely talking you. to your cha- you chaps all again this, for yeah. this lovely potty. Um, again, look forward to some of the... Follow us on social media. Follow us on our blog. Follow... Ed, just follow us everywhere. We'll be releasing stuff. Yep. Hot oh, off the presses. Stuff's going to go on there can. because we're getting schooled. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, we're going to we're going to school and we learn how to do it. And then if we don't do it, I'm pretty sure we get hit with a ruler. I think that's how it works. No, I believe I believe it's a fire drill. We get a we get a we they make a little hat that says dunce, a little cone. And we have to wear it and sit in the corner. So we look forward to showing you some of our homework very very soon. <laughs> uh, yes. Pirates. Thanks, film Vic. Yes, thank you. Thanks we love bit. you. And uh, if you have any questions or you want to talk about our next game of the week, Moon Hunters, that's uh, questions at skypiratestudios.com. All the social medias, usually Sky Pirate Radio, Sky Pirate Studios everywhere, so, you know. Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up at, uh, on Twitter at Sky Pirates Radio. We're, we're hanging yeah. out. We're just we're hanging really out. Doing Got it. a Facebook page as well. And uh, yeah, ex- yeah, like Joey said, just expect bigger things soon. We're all very excited here. It's yeah. coming soon. Um, and it's- it's gonna be good. Yeah. So see ya. Oh wait, fuck, Max. We gotta get Max's final thought. Of course, guys. Um, my chest is a is a subway, and I'm eating it. Classic oh. Max. Classic Max. No. Call help. Oh well. Joey's. Go- oh, ever. Max is going away. This is truly his final thought, not just it's for this podcast, but for all time. Oh well, we're Bye. all gonna go ahead and eat Max. So, uh, we'll see you later, everyone. I love you. Bye. So delicious, Max. God, this is good. Did I play any games this week, guys? You played Neat Awe. I did. You played with played yourself. That. I probably. did play with myself, but I'm not going to talk about that on the podcast. That's can personal. you actually? Can you just in great detail, but say it like it's a it's a game that you've been playing. Great. You know, it's it's a mixed bag, really, because <laughs> at the time it feels good, but uh, afterwards I, I'm very sad. You know. <laughs>